Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast. This is Russ, and this is episode 332, and with me is Jim and Daryl. The day has finally come. <laughs> it has? Welcome to the welcome to the Strand Babysitting Service. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> we'll take care of your little mo's. Are you my daddy? I am now. I am now your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't every father have a sword? And they threaten to kill everybody that's their friend. He's also the only one, the only one with a phone. Yes. That too. New phone, who this? The only one that got one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> who else would it be? Strand. <laughs> Strand all the time, 24-7. <laughs> Can I come up? Nope. <laughs> yes. You ain't good Can, enough. How about now? Can I come up? Nope. Nope. <laughs> That'd be funny if there were just billboards throughout the, 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 the area, like 1-800-STRAND. <laughs> He would do it. You know he would do it. Oh, he'd love to talk to people. He would do it. He would call him and he'd be like, you ain't good enough. (laughs) You don't have the skills I need. I already have one of those. I already have one We just let one in yesterday. (laughs) Strand Express. Don't get to sanctuary without it. They should sell those ringtones of you being of Strand just saying Strandisms. Yes. (laughs) I would would be perfect. All right. Well, we're going to talk. We're going to start as we as we have been lately, and and talk about World Beyond for the she threatened uh, me with a the, good time. The penultimate time of talking yeah. about World Beyond. Yeah. I love the title of this episode too: "Death and the Dead." <laughs> okay. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the title. That's a lazy ass title. <laughs> that is a lazy. Come on, man! Title. You already got death in the title. Tw- yeah, I already got dead in the title. You got to use it in the episode title too. Yeah, it should have been titled. So long, Percy. So we start off with that twist this episode, right? Yes. What a oh. twist. What a twist. <laughs> um, they had explosives attached to walkers, right? Mm-hmm. As a diversion. So they did not go through the tunnels. They, uh, they just like totally missed them and stuff. Now, who here felt that they were not that, that they never seemed to be that skillful to do something like that? Here and they never even mentioned it, alluded to it, yeah. or anything like that at all. I mean, they did ever. all the dumb shit that they did for practically the entire two seasons, and then this one episode before the finale of the end of the show, they do some smart Mission Impossible stuff. Right? <laughs> like what? Yeah. When did this happen? The other thing that was interesting with this episode is. Th- the the frozen heads like that you can't just you know b- because the heads were frozen like oh, they can't pop them yeah they can't just pop them yeah but I guess they've shown that before like you you can't because because he was like he did smash his skull in 
but I was like, oh, I think you have to, don't you have to get like to the base of the, like the, whatever that part of the brain is in the back or whatever. To, yeah. You would think that that yeah. would take to get that. <clears throat> so I thought that was interesting that, you know, Hey, if they're all frozen up, then they're, they're not, they're, they could still, they could still move. Right. Of course they did the switcheroo with the chemicals. They go to, to go blow up all the chemicals and of course they're all gone. Exactly. Um, How else will they blow the place up next week? Yeah. Uh, the one thing I thought was cool was uh, Silas and Elton and how they got out of. This is what I I, I was joking before we recorded. I, I was going to mm. goose it f- uh, a half a point for this, but when they go, when they look outside, because they're trying to, they're trapped inside and they're trying to figure out how they get out. And they look outside at that. Um, I guess it was Chekhov's sculpture from the other episode, uh, yeah. but they go inside the globe and use it as one of those like rolling balls that people take to the park <laughs> or whatever. And we're just right. like mowing down walkers and, and running with it. I actually thought that was pretty clever. Um, it was. That's something... just what I'm saying. All of a sudden they got. The other thing we get this episode is a little bit more of the, like what the goal of the CRM is. And they said, Oh, right. and I don't, I don't know that I don't really buy this. They're like, Oh, I don't even. we had to wipe them out because they would have, we, we basically did a bunch of math on it and they would have become a drain on us. Like they weren't becoming, they would, they were slowly becoming less um, self-sufficient and they would have uh-huh. become a drain on the CRM and it would have caused a collapse. And did so you, we just got, did rid you of it. notice a plane fly, fly by that said bullshit, like it was <laughs> it as she said it. Yeah, we have this we have this guy in our department. Uh, what Johnny Johnny Thanos who thought yeah. of us? Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Get rid right. of this and like how you know have the amount of people. Like it as seemed like the it, most BS explanation. It doesn't it, make any it, sense, like logically. It doesn't. it doesn't for this show to be like because the way they talked about when we finally get the reveal of why they did this, it's like it's gonna blow your mind. Well, this is how how much how much from a supply standpoint, can they be pulling from the CRM that far away from Portland and Omaha? Like, and it's don't not they like grow their own stuff too. Like, well, aren't they that, all, that's the other thing. It's not like, it's not like the CRM would be able to even like ship them food and, and anything right. else. Like it, it's right. too far. Like, right. It's, it's not like they have cargo planes of, you know, C one thirties dropping or, you know, rail running or anything like that, that they could, they could do that. So what is it? They're going to pull a drain on the CRM. That's 3000 miles away on. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It, it and, doesn't make sense. And two, yeah. obviously if these, if these cities are thriving, they would be expanding, which means they'd be growing more food, which means they right. would be, you know, or cattle or whatever, or, or whatever, right. yeah, more resources. More. Like it doesn't make any sense that not a thing. It doesn't it make any no sense. sense. Like none, none. of them. I mean, in Omaha and Portland and where we are now are, are very far away from each other. I don't yes. understand why. <laughs> yes. Yes. One would exhibit that kind of control of the, or that, like you, you said, rest a kind of drain over the others like that. It just doesn't, doesn't yeah. add up. That, or that why wouldn't you understand that to begin with and just not even mess with them? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, okay, if here you see this large civilization and you're going to study them, them for, for a bit, then just let yeah. it die. Like, why go through all this trouble? And if that's, you know, and before they were like, oh, you know, we need to test this stuff on. And it's like, I I don't know, just the whole thing just doesn't, 
the, if None it's a it ploy because sense. there's something else going on, then okay. Right. But if that's the real explanation they're using for getting rid of these cities, then that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Because I thought they were going to say some stuff about like something where they discovered there was some genetic thing happening with, I thought something like that, like that happened or there was an outbreak of something and they didn't want it to get out that they had infected this town, like something where they wanted to hide it, but to do it for just because you felt they were going to pull resources. I just, it just made no sense. Yeah. And especially coming from this character to say it. Yeah. I didn't believe a word she said. Yeah, like how does Jada and when she reveals it to the group, I mean, the group is like kind of aggravated about it too. Yeah, yeah. Like I rest in the group, they just get really aggravated. And I was aggravated too. I'm like, that makes yeah. no damn sense. What the hell are you talking about? So yeah. we went through all of this crap because of projections. Yeah, of a town that you that a town that was thriving, not a town like. That was, you know, like, uh, what, uh, what is this? Harry Seldon and they're doing their, their, yeah. <laughs> their foundation prediction. Exactly. Like it's, it's just it's so weird that it, you would think it would be something of a situation where maybe there was a natural disaster, like in walking dead proper. And, you know, there's probably, they won't be able to rebuild and they would need too much and something like, give me something to yeah. make to, for me to want to believe you. But, that explanation after all of this two seasons of this so I, when when iris and and percy had their moment together did you think okay somebody's not making out of this one yeah <laughs> whatever well, two hoping. characters have like a heartfelt moment it's like that's eh, some time for somebody to die you're done yep um, i knew percy was gonna make a bad decision well, <laughs> that's part of the history of the show that's the history of the show so it's like but yeah, so they they've got Mason as their bargaining chip. Like you know, ultimately that's that's how they want to try and get out of this is with Mason. Right. But and of course, Huck I shot that dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, Huck gets in a bad spot <clears throat> and ends up shooting the guards, but doesn't shoot Jadis. Yeah, and then Percy runs to get Mason because he was able to get free. And of course, Ma- and of course, Percy gets shot and gets headshotted. Why did she not shoot? Jadis, when she finally revealed her allegiance, I, I think I think it just gets back to they have a personal history with each other. Yeah, I think it's still anyway. Like Jennifer kills like uh, soldiers, and then like uh, like everybody else, but she won't kill Jadis. Yeah, yeah, that that didn't make any sense to me. I'm sorry. Like you had it. Like it, even even the camera angle was perfect for the headshot. When yeah. she shot around her, like it was perfect for her to to do that, and it she didn't do it. Like it just, I don't know. I just, I mean, I know you just brought this character out again, and so you, I guess, you want to either have her die in, in a in a reign of glory or have her appear in the movies or something, but or maybe the series finale. Yeah. Well, that's what I meant by. Uh, yeah. Glory dying in the finale, or, or you know, use her again. Because it, it's just obvious that she could have just killed her that right there. Yeah, and then all of this leads to like a moment of crisis for Hope, where she wants to shoot Mason because she feels like this is all his fault. Like, like he had to have known, and you know, he he's the reason that that Percy's dead. Um, 
It's funny how they do. They, I mean, I, you know, it's, not it's not so roll un- reversal it, again. Yeah, yeah, they've been trying to do this role reversal, but I never thought of Hope as 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 uh, heartless and bloodthirsty. Like, but I know that's what they tried to make us think. Like, well, one, because she killed you know, Elton's mother, right? So that right, that was the but, callback. Is like, oh, yeah, yeah. but that, even that didn't make it seem like she was bloodthirsty. Her mother, she just right. shot her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But yeah, so of course Iris becomes the voice of reason and talks her out of doing it. But um and then of course Jaden wants the timetable moved up on Portland. <laughs> I love that. It's like they they know, they'll warn them. It's like they're like 3500 miles away from Portland. How the hell are they going to warn Portland? To, yeah, exactly. Like, what are they going to run there? <laughs> I mean, like Yes, that's literally what they're going to do. Is run I there. mean, they could just get in a helicopter and take off and be there. You know, obviously they have to stop for fuel several times, but it's like they could get there a hell of a lot faster than they can get there even by truck. You stop. You stop making. Got one word for you. Got one word for you. Convoy. (laughs) There you go. Spin off for the Walking Dead. Oh gosh. Um. And then poor Dennis doesn't make it. Um, Poor Dennis. Huck goes goes back for for Dennis with her hair down. She's let her hair down. That's when you know Dennis was dead. Yeah. Um, but then she finds, of course, of course, then everybody reunites. Like Iris and Hope reunite right. with Elton Silas. Everybody's happy. Um, right. And then Hope, uh, Huck finds the gas and she where where where, she, where they've got it stored. That was kind of a cool, like visually, that was a cool scene where it's just like close up on her. And then she's like, "Hey, I think I know where they got all this stuff." And they and you peel away and see where it's all the the containers full of the. Did you see my note on it where I said that's what Daryl thought was going <laughs> to yeah, happen? Yeah, yeah. Because there's no other way for the show to end. No, right? there, there is for them to blow up the gas and destroy them. Yeah, destroy it, that whole place. Yes, big explosion. We said this last week, right? Yeah, yeah. we said it big. Got to be the big explosion. Yeah, yeah. which give five extra bonus points if they walk away from it without looking behind them. Yeah, right as they walk away in slow motion, holding hands. Yeah, slow motion too. Just right, to exactly. Hands. Yes, like I, Iris and Hope will be holding hands as they walk away in super slow motion as their hair is, you know, the wind is blowing their hair back. Yep. And they're like, and then the father down because they're, they're going to film that scene next. And they'll play that, uh, that version of sound sounds of silence by the, by disturbed. (laughs) There you go. My only other, my other prophecy, but my other prophecy is that Huck will take a bullet for Felix. Oh, you think? And yes. not, not, and not hope. No, I think so. Take it for Felix because that'll be the, what I've done to you. I could never repay, you know, psych sacrifice, mm. you know, cause she, he wants to hate her, but it'll be something where he can't hate her. Cause she died for him, either died for him or took a bullet for him and lived. And then, you know, they walk, she walks with them. Now we are united because I, I took that bullet walking dead in the world beyond trust each other. (laughs) The other thing that, that, um, going back to the, to the Jadis thing where she gives like her, um, you know, this is why we got rid of Portland. She, she says there's no, the CRM knows there's no progress out there. There's no other civil, you know, basically nobody's been able to do anything. There's no progress. And I'm like, you know, a hundred percent that that's totally not true. Exactly. 
Like, you know, Alexandria is out there. You know, it's a right. thriving community. You know what they, what, you know, how all that went down. So, you know, yep. that's all bullcrap. So, again, I don't know if she's purposely saying that to get them to to believe what she's doing or if this is just really, if this is really bad writing, then that's really bad. Yeah. Uh, See, that's one of like the main problems I have with it is like, there've gotta be settlements between Omaha and friggin' Portland, Oregon. A hundred percent. I mean, there's gotta be other cities where there are settlements have grown up or just, you know, like Raider settlement or whatever, man. Especially when you're talking about like the, you, you, you want to tell me Kansas Missouri, Southern Illinois, like that area where it's like prime Nebraska, where it's like prime yep. wheat country and stuff, but that there's yep. not like, <laughs> there's yep. not farming settlements out there. Or, and plenty of good. Or like, or anywhere <laughs> along the West Coast, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. You know, Portland is, is yeah. right there on the West Coast. I mean, any of those cities, you know, are, are, you would think, you know, there's a lot of farmland in California. You oh, know, yeah. There's a lot of farmland over there, too. I mean, yeah. You would think there'd solar. be other settlements that CRM, yeah. you know, either didn't know about it, didn't have control over, you know. And there's so much that there, there's solar powered uh, places all over there. Like it's not like there's yeah. just the one thing. There's so many pockets of different. Nope. Hey, Daryl, Daryl, mm-hmm. all there is is Omaha and Portland. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. And wherever the CRM is, some place in Albany or something yeah, like that's that. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's Omaha, Portland. Take your pick. Yeah. I don't know. It's just all right. Well, how many big mo's do we want to give this episode? Death and the Dead, Daryl. How many big mo's? Uh, five great dead Percy hole in the head scenes. It's enough for me. I give it the five. Wow, five, five for just getting rid of Percy. Oh man, that hole! Did you see that hole in his head? I did. Nice. If you saw a soldier waving back going, I got him, that's me. <laughs> that was me. I did a camp. That was me. Jim? Uh, I've given every episode a two so far. I'm going to give this one a three for the same reason Daryl gave it five. <laughs> <laughs> if you see someone else standing on the... Taking out Percy. Yeah. If you see another guy that's even taller and he's standing on the other side, he took the other shot. He's like waving. That's Jim. He's just waving. saying hi. Through the hole in his head. Yeah. Uh, I'll give this one a three. I was going to give it a two and a half, but like I said, I thought the the Bolarama inside the globe uh, was actually pretty cool. <laughs> I thought that was a nice... That I, anyway, was cool. Whenever they do cool, cool, like, hey, this is how we're going to come up with a way to kill walkers on right. a show that's, you know, on a on a, the concept of a show that's been out there hey, that long, uh, I'll, I'll give it a little... Let's do a human bump. hamster ball. Exactly. Exactly. And I then they cut ball. that head off and stuff in it too. Like it, yeah. it got in the face that yeah. towards the end I, uh, of I, the role. I thought that was actually pretty cool. So yeah. Did we get any big mo's on the Facebook group? Oh, we did indeed. Oh, uh, if you would like to join us on the Facebook group, we will read your comments on as part of the podcast every week. Just go to uh, facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast and right there on the group, you can write down what you thought, like Yukiyoshi Sawada did this week. Five very bad, horrible, bad, no good days out of five. And I wish I could move to Australia. Personal note, I kill these CRM guys till they're dead. <laughs> One. And where they get their explosives? Huck, the scientist. And 
Wait, are you implying they made explosives in the short amount of time with very little material? My God, were they filling it with alchemists? This is truly upsetting. Two, when Anne finds out they have Mason, she has this great look like, God damn it, why does everything bad happen to me? (laughs) It's priceless. Three, the ice walkers were actually pretty cool. (laughs) Ha, cool, get it? Bet Anne moved the gas soon after she killed Lila. Four, is it just me, or does Iris sound like she have a cold? She has a cold. Yes. Uh, five, you know, uh, her, you know her something you get to learn about me. One of the most things I hate in this world are those who just follow orders. You have a mind of your own, Web. Use it. He, any other obedient sheep, deserve what he got. Torn apart with no mercy. F you, Web. If someone gets one, I get one. Web. Um, six, the globe crushing walkers with the next generation inside. You don't think it's symbolizing or metaphoring or something, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Seven, everyone is aiming gun at each other except Hope. Hope, get your head in the game. Eight, this explanation is the most BS explanation for genocide ever. <laughs> we agree. Yes, <laughs> we do. And saying they are too young to remember what they lost is just an excuse of saying we live longer. So we're going to decide how you live and what worked for us works for you. When in fact, it's their kids who are thriving. It's this generation's world now. Do us a favor, Anne, and quickly leave it. Damn. And we make sure to evacuate the children of those colonies that brought them here to help to be useful in the future. 40. That just sounds like slavery with extra steps. <laughs> nice. Nine. And... Oh, I'm sorry, what? Oh, I thought you... Oh, I didn't want to interrupt him. Sorry. Nine. And wrong choice, Jennifer. Huck, shut up, you garbage person. Shoots her in the head. Why did this not happen? I hate to say this, but I didn't see Percy making it out of this since episode one of this season. <laughs> Will and Leo, too, but this is Percy's eulogy, so... At least it was quick, Percy. We give you mercy. Percy gets mercy. Ten. Mason, I see your cowardice has made you stupid. I wouldn't blame a someone who lost a friend blaming you for while said person has a gun in your face. It's just not smart thinking. Also, you heard Anne admit to genocide and you're cool with it? Bad form. Iris and Hope get in the Hummer. I walk up to Mason. You'll just become an obstacle for us later. Shoot Mason in the head. Am I right? He's just going to be an issue. Get right off the issue. I'm with Iris now. Kill them all. <laughs> Eleven. Anne claims if she came sooner, she could have prevented the Bennett disaster. If I was that major general, I'd point out that things didn't start going downhill until she got there. As a soldier, I remind her, when you're in charge, everything is your fault. As a politician, I say, we need a scapegoat, and you are it. Eleven again. Uh, he, He likes eleven. Ah, the endlings back together. So why do we think Hulk crying is that we lost Dennis off screen? (laughs) <laughs> uh, also, I can't wait for when Anne is about to kill Hope and then get Elton gets a drop on her. Anne, what? Impossible. I watched you die. Elton, oh yeah, I'm the real Elton. You killed Percy. Elton shoots her. Looks kind. I took out the trash. Hope, what? Elton, I don't know. It felt right. Beyond the facts, A1, the chlorine gas being, being moved to the north pads of Civic, Civic Republic Coal Facility 1, was foreshadowed in Blood and Lies when Dennis told Silas that the facility had a big supply drop coming the next day and he needed the North Pads cleared off for it. Kempai! 
Ah, good catch. And also, mm-hmm. wait, no, we got another one here. Yukiyoshi put out a challenge. He said, no one is giving big medals to us. The one who came up with it is my duty to give one Kenpai. But wait, Kevin Barry as well gave us a big medal. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Yukiyoshi, of course, as well. Uh, 2.5, I'll drop a big medal here out of 5. It was fine. Still think there was a lot of wrap-up in one hour, unless they will announce after next week's episode there will be a spin-off show, which may or may not tie into the Rick Grimes movies. I don't know. I, I did want to mention it in the news segment or whatever, because it's not really news, but there's been so much chatter on the internet, the YouTube uh, channels and whatnot about uh, the ending of this tying into the Rick Grimes movies. And it's just been a lot of speculation as far as I can see. I mean, there's nothing really solid there, you know? Yeah, I think that's... Rick Grimes been, everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think that, yeah, I mean, that's been going on since, like, this show, I think, was even, like... Uh, like announced, like mm-hmm. right. So that's hey, it. You ready to talk about the portrait? Yeah, yes. let's talk about Fear the Walking Dead season seven, episode eight, the portrait. Um, so this is like an all come together now. stuff going on. <laughs> we actually got to see a little bit of everybody this this episode. We did. Um, yeah, yeah. I just got to say, I love Strand's little setup in his office there, right? It's like Idi Amin cha- uh, <laughs> yes. uniform. And yes. Leather chair and all yeah. the books and everything. It's just like, you got paintings like leaning against the wall. Yeah. And I love when he's getting his painting, his portrait painted. He's like, you know, most people, the, the person in the being painted is more, is about the painter and not the subject. And he's like, you that, you know, basically, and of course, Strad's like, I don't want that. I want you to paint me as you see me. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and then we get this montage of people calling on the box and, uh, and Howard coming in to tell him that there's a call on the, on the phone. And the first one, of course, is this person named Arnold who used to go by Arno, as you know. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of funny because just a call after call after call, and it's like, nope, we already got one of those. Nope, we let one in last week. Nope, sorry, call again. Nope, nope. It, it was actually that that montage was actually pretty funny. It was dial one nine hundred strand. Yes, it's got his own hotline. It um, does. And then of course Morgan shows up with Mo, and something's wrong with Mo, and he wants June to look at her because, um, you know they because she's 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 just you know. There, there's something wrong. Um, and at this time, we also find that the picture's being done, and uh, Strand looks at it, and he doesn't like it, and he goes and throws it off the roof. <laughs> he knew that was coming. Yeah. Um, and she, his complaint is she doesn't see him, right? Right. So he throws it off the roof. Um. Didn't and then, of course, Jeff's. he feels bad about about dismissing Morgan, and so he tells Howard to go find him and tell him he can enter. Right. So Strand's very like all over the place. Oh, he is, he is just this episode. a mess. Yeah, he is just a freaking mess. Um, Gee, it's almost like he's not stable or something. Yeah. yeah. So of course no, this that could be it. No. this cold open had so this cold open was just blue and had the tower. But there are no people, you know, usually we get like a spotlight character or something right. in, the, in the cold open. So that was interesting. This one did not have that. This was just, 
um, this is just the blue in the tower, which which kind of makes sense given that the episode really is about uh, maybe this tower isn't isn't the impenetrable defense that uh, that Strand thinks it is. Um, but um, and so there's a lot. It's funny because this episode had a lot more Morgan and Strand kind of side by side than I thought it would. And I thought for a little bit that maybe they were just going to go down a different road and that they were going to, going to kind of reconcile with, with each other. Um, but you know, really it's, it's just kind of about Morgan filling strand in on who they found, you know, Morgan tells them like, Hey, we've got, you know, these are all the people that we've got. And then, um, and strand tells them the same thing. He's like, you know, June and, you know, John Dory, uh, obviously he knows that. And then, you know, Wendell's here. So, you know, they kind of just kind of catch each other up, um, but nobody knows where Alicia is, and so that's kind of yeah, the big sticking right. point with both of them. You know, for obvious reasons. Well, the cool. I mean, we get this cool scene with Strand and Morgan, right? Where like uh, Morgan's having coffee or whatever. They're having coffee together, right? And yeah. then uh, you know, yeah. Mor- and Strand's going to help him uh, help Baby Mo, right, to see June. Yeah. And then, oh, I'm, I'm not getting ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're, you're no. Okay, and then like that window shatters, and that what catapulted walker, yeah, hits it, and you're like, damn, yeah, <laughs> that was unexpected, <laughs> yeah, because you have this great scene with Strand and Morgan like working off each other, like you know, Strand's like, well, you owe me now, blah blah, blah all this other stuff, and then, bam, broken up by that, really good, really, uh, really well timed, I thought, yeah. Turns out Mo has a double ear infection. They were having whiskey. They were they weren't drinking coffee. They were having whiskey because then we find out oh, later because that's that's right. what that's how Morgan poisoned him. Right? Was he he kind right. of palmed the 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 um uh the the methylene blue? So, um, but yeah, so Mo has a, a double ear infection, and so June's like, oh, it's a good you know good thing you got her here when you did, or she could have had permanent hearing loss. Um, but yeah, the catapulting walkers, and then we find that there's one of them. You know, it, it, it the first one hits and then kind of falls, and then the next one comes through. Um, and then Morgan notices it has a bomb on it, and Strand's able to get it out and and drop it, and of course it explodes. I must say that's a pretty that was a pretty cool development to like you're saying, Jim, to see this yeah. Walker just like because at first you're like it hits the window and you're like, wait, aren't they above ground? Like, aren't they exactly? Like, they're not on the yeah, ground floor. Like, what the, what the hell's going on? And I'm I mean, like, tell, I, I'm like, surely that can't be a, a trebuchet or or whatever out there, catapult out there. And it's like, uh, sure enough, that's exactly yeah. what that is. <laughs> that is what you see. Uh, We've seen them weaponize the walkers in so many different ways. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it's cool when they come up with something we haven't seen before, and the the you know, putting active uh, stuff on the walkers they're catapulting up there. It's just like the extra. Genius icing on the cake there. Yes. And we don't see that often, right? Because they're usually, you know, running from them or whatever. But it was interesting how they're, <laughs> this whole episode, they were basically WMDs. weapons. Yeah. yeah. That's basically what they were. Yeah. It was just the people. It was the living that were the threats. They just, you know, this was just a weapon they used. So, of course, um, the the person in charge wants to talk to Strand, and it turns out it's Arno, and he's back with this group called the Stalkers that are kind of this faction that's out there, the ones that stole the stole the nuke um, that we'll, we'll come to find. Um, 
Morgan wants to, you know, deal with the catapult and, and try and stop that. And, you know, his deal is, well, I'm, I'll call, you know, I'll call Grace and she'll get, you know, she'll get the rest of the crew and they'll come and deal with the catapult and Strand, Strand doesn't, doesn't want him to. Um, and then at this point, like he, he, he starts to kind of go into a fit, like he can't breathe, he goes down and then, you know, because they were on the roof and, um, and all that stuff was going on. He, he thinks that, you know, that he was poisoned and it was them. And June's like, well, maybe not. Maybe it was just something you ate. Like it's, you know, whatever. Um, and then they cut to the roof. He's like, oh, I got John Dory on the roof and we go up there and then just nonchalant. It's like, there's Wendell. And I was like, holy crap, there's Wendell. Like wow. <laughs> we haven't seen Heidner or Wendell and they just drop it. Like it's nothing like there he is just uh, like he hadn't missed a beat. I thought that was cool. It was good to see. It was good to see Daryl Mitchell. Um, but yeah, John Dory's up there with his, uh, with his shotgun and he's, or his rifle and he's afraid he doesn't want, he's afraid to hit him because he doesn't want to start a chain react. Like if he hits that thing and one of them blows up, it's going to start a chain reaction. That's going to blow, you know, a bunch of them up and, and you know, it's going to spread whatever, you know, that whatever poison and fallout and everything all at him. And that's going to be a, a problem. Um, but once they see that they get spooked, the, 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 um, stalkers do and they launch another one and this one causes some major damage like the elevator shaft gets all jacked up so then they can't get take the elevator up and down um and it causes some real damage to the building so these guys are these guys are becoming a pretty a pretty serious threat um right. and meanwhile strand is is kind of in in bad shape um strand's a little concerned because he's like wait a minute we should have had more time like these guys were he was giving them some time um you know the the, the stalkers were giving them some time to make up their mind um, and they did it early and he basically said, uh, Arno says, well, once we saw the glint from the scope up on the roof, we knew that, you know, you guys were planning something. So this was, um, this was a warning sign. And he said, you know, and he said the next one wouldn't be clean. So again, the next one would have like, you know, this, this fallout material in there to kind of start poisoning the, um, the, the. Uh, the group. Um, and then uh, Strand throws up, and he throws up, and it's all like blue and nasty. And that's when Jean's or that's when June says, "Oh, this is methylene blue. Um, you, you know, somebody must have put it in your food." And then more, you know, Strand starts getting really paranoid because then he thinks, "Okay, did, is it somebody that they let in recently that's kind of come in as a Trojan horse and poisoning his food and?" you know, tr- trying to get it that way. So he, he wants, he wants, um, everyone audited. Like, um, he wants Dory to, you know, to, um, uh, talk these guys down and, and strand wants to audit everyone. He wants to, to find out what's going on. Um, but then he, he kind of relents and lets, lets him get the word out to grace to, to get them to come help. So, Again, Strand's like at this point he's kind of all over the place with what's with what's going on. Then Wendell finds out that Sarah was there, um, and he's not super happy about that. The thing, the thing that um, got me about this is he never really suspects Morgan. Yes, yes. Of the poisoning, you know what I mean? Like everyone else in there, he suspects. But Morgan is like, you know, let's go get the radios. Okay. Yeah. And maybe it's because he's convinced that it was 
like this is a longer term thing that this wasn't something, but it, but again, it makes sense, right? Like he didn't, he didn't show any symptoms of this at all <laughs> until Morgan shows up. So, um, but, uh, so yeah, so they want to head down. Um, and so this is where it gets a little funny because he more like strand goes with Morgan. They go down the elevator shaft and then Strand has kind of the weird moment with Mo where he's like trying to like not connect with Mo but connect with Mo you know what i mean like he's he's like i'm not your papa and you know just you know kind of making a point of small talk of saying like i'm not going to connect with you even though by conversing with her as much as he is it's almost like he is connecting with her um and he's clearly again he's clearly in in bad shape so Morgan's able to kind of shimmy down um and then um, he 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 gets Mo down to Morgan, and he thinks at this point like that's it, like Morgan's basically gonna go and not come back and just leave those guys out there and leave them hanging. And Morgan doesn't say anything; he just kind of looks at Strand yeah. and then walks away. And then Strand yells out Alicia, and then Morgan comes back. Um, and then you know he's like, "Why well, need you to to find her?" And he's like, well, I'm surprised, you know, that you wouldn't just just leave me. And he said, well, um, you know, that she she doesn't she doesn't want he Strand does not think that Alicia wants him to find her. So that's why he <clears throat> but but that she would go to Morgan. So it's, again, this whole thing of with Strand and Alicia where he's he knows what he's you know, he knows how things ended with her. He knows he, he doesn't really have any regret that he did what he did, but I think he does regret on the impact it had with their relationship and knows that it's kind of, it's possibly broken for good and that there's not right. much, much chance of the two of them reconciling, but he still well, he kind of wanted that. Right. I mean, he did, but, but at the same time, I think he, he still misses her. Like I, I, I sure as you know, as much as, as you know, he kind of purposely pushed her away. I think now he's at a spot where he would like to be able to reconcile with her. Yeah. When um, you come into, yeah, it's a good situation. He's thriving. So he kind of, that's when you want your closest people around you when you weren't thriving. Yeah. Right. So. And of course, Morgan says he, he, he promises he'll be back. Um, and strand at this point, strand could just passes out. And then June is waking him up. So this is where I was a little confused. So the the impression is that in the time that Strand passed out and woke back up again, Morgan was able to get out, get a hold of Grace and Sarah, and then they were able to find a way to roust out the stalkers. Is that is that what I'm understanding? I guess. I wasn't the sure that either. Cut away anything as possible. Yeah. yeah, it just it wasn't super clear it as wasn't. to how they got these stalkers to go away, or or why they would like you know obviously there wasn't a confrontation because, um, I don't know it just seemed weird that that was a weird cut, um, or or why they didn't weren't more explicit with what what happened. So it was a little weird, but right. regardless. Grace kind of mission accomplished, right? Grace gets them to go away. Um, uh, and I will say, I just want to say real quick before the big reveal or whatever, 
uh, the way that these actors are, are you know, Domingo and, and Lenny James are working off each other. I mean, they've worked together off each other in this show before, but never at this kind of tension with one another. You know what right. I mean? The characters yeah. in this, it's, it's really cool, uh, high-level acting. It's fun to watch. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. And Morgan even, or uh, Strand makes a point of asking Morgan, like, hey, why didn't you kick me over the edge? Like, you had the opportunity. I could, You could have just kicked me right down that shaft because I was in bad shape. And Morgan said, if I would have done that, then Alicia wouldn't want have wanted me around either. Then at that point, like Alicia's lost, like she wouldn't want anything mm-hmm. to do with Vit- strand and she wouldn't want anything to do with Morgan because they're both like too far gone at that point. Right. Um, and Morgan kind of opens up to strand and says like, look, you, you need to open up like these, pe- you know, people need help. Um, there's, there's a, there's people out there and this place has, you know, is plenty big enough to hold them. And then he opened, he, he reaches out his hand to, to help Strand up, uh-huh. and he notices the blue on Morgan's hand, and then Strand has a vision. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah, and goes back to um, when he was pouring him the drink, right. and you know, then we see like it's you know he basically had the had the poison palmed, um, and at first I thought maybe just Strand was just hallucinating and going off. And he, he even said something to Morgan, like you tried to kill me. And he's like, well, I, I, you know, I had, I had no choice. People were dying. So I was like, oh damn, Morgan really did. You said you gave me no choice. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised by that. You said you gave me no choice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was surprised by that. I did not expect it to be Morgan to do that. So of course, Strand doesn't take that too well. takes him to the roof and threatens to throw him off. And at that point, the phone rings. So Morgan says, okay, hold off. Um, new, new phone. Who did? It's the governor. Oh, yeah. Um, and of course, it's Grace, and she's like, "Hey, a bunch of these walkers got near all that, you know, uh, all that bomb material. They're very, um, you know, irradiated. They they have, you know, they're basically extremely poisonous. And if they get blown up, um, then it's going to spread all this material out everywhere. Right. And you guys are going to be in trouble. She's like, but I can find them and I can kill them um, or stop them and save you. And so this is where strand. And then of course, strand makes another one of these, like, you know, um, Sophie's choice bargains with, yeah, with, with with Morgan and basically says, okay, fine, but you're going to have to, you and Mo are going to have to come live here. And essentially Morgan cannot. Right. And so, um, Grace makes the deal because she knows at that point that's the only way to save Morgan. I mean, literally, he's got he's got Morgan on the top of the roof ready to throw him off. So if she doesn't do something like she knows that Morgan's not going to make it. Um, and Howard kind of tries to come in and be the voice of reason here, and he says, "Look, if you kill Morgan, he will become a martyr, and these people right. will rally against him. But if she comes to stay here, you know, then that's a whole different story." So he's, he's, he's trying to be like the voice of reason. Um, and so anyway, it's all agreed upon. Morgan gets let go. And there's another kind of weird, like, again, it was like a, you know, a harsh cut. Cause we don't really see anything happen, but Morgan's kind of out there on his own. And of course he's all, um, you know, got his, uh, his mask on and, you know, the, the, you know, his ponchos and everything else. And he sees what at this point we think are the stalkers. And he's like, you know, all right, you know, I see you out there. Come on out there. Um, and of course, it's it's not stalkers. It's Dwight and Sherry. So it's like, okay, we brought we brought Dwight and Sherry into it. 
and they yeah. take Morgan with them. And at this point, Morgan thinks like that they're a part of you the stock. I'm sorry. You mean the dark horses? The dark horses. <laughs> yes. Two thirds of the dark horses. Yes. The dark horses. Um, yeah, there wasn't, we're, we're missing a third of the dark horses. Yes. Um, but yeah, at this point, Morgan thinks that, he, that they're these stalkers. Right. Um, and of course, Dwight and Sherry don't tell him any different. Um, and so they basically come back to this. It's basically, it's like an encampment. It's like this big circle with a bunch of tents and, and a bunch of people there. Um, and, and it's, I actually, Dwight was actually, I, I think, I think, uh, Austin Emilio did a pretty good job there where he kind of takes, he's like, you know, he's like, oh man, you don't, he had that kind of like, oh man, you don't know the half of it kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, expression on his face. Because he um, he's seen so much, right? Yeah. He just has that. And I think he's kind of excited for the fact that, you know, like that, that Morgan's going to find that, that Alicia's alive. So of course right. he's like, well, I'll take you to our leader. And he's like, well, and he says something about talking to him and, and Dwight says, well, it's a, it's a she. And I'm like, of course it is. Cause it's Alicia. Like it's, it's of like, course. It's like cool, it was like course. to try to make it this big, huge reveal. And it's like, it's yeah. very clear once he says she, that it's Alicia and she comes out and she's like, I need your help. Well, That's why. Be, I, yeah. yeah. I had Dwight and Sherry get you cause, um, I need your help. And then he says something about the stalkers and she's like, no, um, the, the, those people, you know, they're not my people, you know, those, the ones that attacked the tower, the tower are not with her. Like that they, you know, they were, it sounds like they were a part of the same group at one point and then, um, and then split out. Um, and so at this point, as they're approaching the perimeter, they see a bunch of walkers coming up and Morgan knows what's going on. Cause he sees the thing strapped to the front and, uh, he tries to tell them all not to fire, you know, don't, don't open fire. And of course he's too late. They start shooting. And then this huge, like red cloud just starts to encroach upon the encampment. And, you know, of course he tells everybody to start running. So, yeah, I like that look though. The, it was the, cool. The way that was shot. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, just the way it's like this mist that's kind of coming over him. So obviously it's this heavily irradiated material that is, uh, because it almost seemed like it was kind of like they aerosoled the blood, you know, like it. it yes, inside the that's what it kind it, of looked like. It was a cool. It was a cool look. Um, and then, and then you heard, uh, you heard Morgan yelling, "Alicia will tell us the big story next episode, so <laughs> yes. come back for that." And then he's running as yeah. he's saying, "It was great." Not a bad gig for Alicia Debney Coleman, right? She gets her name put on. You know, she's on the. The opening credits and it gets to show up for two episodes. Like not a bad. I'm saying not a That's bad. It's a good vacation. Paid vacation. <laughs> yeah, not a bad way to make a living. I like that. Yeah, it's a good agent. Yeah. So that's where yeah. we end the. Po- oh, and one of the things is Strand puts the portrait back up. He resalvaged from outside, and it's like <laughs> torn in three pieces. Has like a blood yeah. stain across the face and everything. And he's looking at. It, and he's like, now nah, that's me. <laughs> he did a soprano. Yes. I, 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 yes. 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 <laughs> that was exactly that. Yeah, I was totally. Th- I just watched that episode where he goes into Paulie's yeah. house and pulls it off the off the wall. <laughs> um. So yeah, I thought that was that was pretty funny. So. Yeah. All right. So how many Tobies do we give the portrait, Jim? How many Toby Tobies? I'll give this a four out of five. This was a solid app, dude. This is really good. There was a. Good confrontations between uh, Strand and Morgan we've been building up to for a long time. Uh, Alicia's back. Uh, all the chessboards are moving onto their various sides. Uh, good to see Strand kind of fall apart even more a little bit. 
very cool. I thought it was a very good episode. Four out of five. Daryl? I give it a four out of five, too, because I would have gave it a five if it wasn't for the little parts of it that wasn't clear. Yeah. No, I get you there. You know, like those little things yeah. irked me a little bit, but most of, but most of the episode was so enjoyable. I mean, anytime you get Strand being Strand and then you get Morgan, you know, dealing with him, like just Morgan is just so I'm tired of your bull. And Strand yeah. is like, you're going to get my bull and, and then some because that's just what I am. I do that. Uh, <laughs> It's just it was just so much fun to to see him like just go crazy. This like I could just watch him play a, a, a tyrant all day, every day, because it's just he's just so good at it, just chewing the scenery. Um, but yeah, it was, just, it was just a great episode, and it's so, it shot so well. Yeah. Like the you know the scenes, the elevator scene, uh, the tension with the baby. Uh, you know, it wasn't played too much. Um, just all of it, just the, the 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 band getting back together, but in a way that it just it just worked so well. So yeah, yeah I totally dug it. Yeah, I'm also gonna give it four. Again, it was great to see Wendell back. I thought that was I thought it was cool that they just totally downplayed it. It's like he's just been there the whole time and he just kind of changed. Yeah. Up. Um, but yeah, again, the visuals at the end were great. The tension was great. The the you know the scenes between Strand and Morgan were were fantastic i mean those two are at the top of their top of their game in this in these episodes so yeah Yeah. four four it's so cool i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt no no it's just so cool to see actors like so strong in their game yeah their teeth into characters they really can get into and then hit them against each other it's just it's a great thing to see obviously i mean totally yeah agree so that's what we had to say what did the facebook group how many toby's did we get out there for well, we had a few chubby ratings. Uh, Benjamin Foster weighed in with four and a half blue poison fingers out of five. This is another top-notch episode this season, possibly my favorite, because of all the great back and forth with Victor and Morgan, with some classic lines between the two of them. It is still fun to see Victor be needlessly mean to people seeking asylum, although I don't quite get how Victor's number two became so subservient to him. Wasn't he there first? That's true. Um, one knock I can give the episode is I was disappointed that the real threat to Arno brought to the tower was so easily disposed of on and off camera. There was some real drama and tension there, and I wish it had been played out better. It really had me for a second there, uh, though, when it seemed Vic and Morgan were going to put their differences aside to find a issue together. I'm almost glad Morgan was sloppy with his assassination attempt just so we get to keep evil Victor around. Even the little cameo by Sherry at the end couldn't spoil this one. Lastly, when Morgan says, don't shoot, why the hell do you start shooting? Good question. They don't know Morgan like we know Morgan, I think, would be the answer to that one. And then uh, Kevin Barry also weighed in with four. I love it when a plan almost comes together out of five. Great back and forth with Morgan and Victor. Did not love the Alicia return, only because I figured that was where the story was going. Yeah, we kind of saw that one coming too, Kevin. Thank you so much for weighing in with your big mo's and your Toby ratings. And uh, I'm always glad to read them. So please uh, send them in every week to our Facebook group. Excellent. Um, well, we did speak to Mr. Newerth, who is still on assignment, and he will be back next episode. Um, 
But until then, you can go to WeLiveEntertainment.com and check out his movie review since it's like high movie season. He's been very busy over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, they just uh, just dropped the episode for House of Gucci on out now. Yeah. And I believe tonight he's seeing a screening of a certain uh, uh, alley that's full of nightmares directed by a certain uh, Spanish director. Oh. So... It's, uh, it's a very anticipated movie. This uh, did he go with Brad Milo? Or just tonight? <laughs> <laughs> doubtful. They had a duel out front. Yes, yeah, <laughs> pistols at dawn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely check out. Like I said, we live entertainment. Definitely check out out now with Aaron and Abe, their movie centric podcast. Um, and we will make it work. You know, because next week is the is the duel finales, and then we have a oh, pretty yeah. big break. So. Um, if, if, you know, there may be a little gap in time if, you know, but we're, we'll, we'll do what we need to do to, to record on a night where we're all available to, to get back together. So definitely check him out there and then stay here for stuff you can find for me. And then over at Gotham by geeks with Mr. Taylor, where we just did an episode to talk about injustice, the animated injustice cartoon movie, um, from Warner brothers, which was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, yeah. We both we spoiler we and we, tangents around yeah, tangents yes. galore. Um, yeah, spoiler say, alert, it's fun. We, we enjoyed Superman it. Superman goes crazy and becomes a, a psychotic despot. That's fun. It is. Well, <laughs> you know, everybody has their parties. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> their thing. So you can check me out there. So Daryl, where can people find you? Uh they can also find me on Nothing's On because finally we will be back, along with all these shows that took that Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah, we have a lot Break of stuff off. to talk about. I know we're going to talk about Wheel of Time. Uh, yes. we're gonna talk, I'm gonna talk, I got a lot to say about Cowboy Bebop. I started uh, watching it. Oh, cool. Yes, I, I, I'm glad I did. Uh, the I'll animator is the new one. I started watching the Netflix one, and then I'm going to jump okay. to the to the anime one uh, also. I'm going to jump on both of those um, cool. while I'm on my little mini vac- vacation. So... Nice. Uh, yeah, so uh, we did. Uh, we got that coming up, so that'll be out probably very soon after this episode drops. And uh, of course, there's a we'll have a DC All Stars coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. We have plenty to talk <laughs> about trying to get through some of these uh, TV shows as well. Yeah, Supergirl finale just went down. Uh, the Flash Armageddon event is happening now. Yeah, there's a lot of. Sad, sad. <laughs> yeah, much, much to discuss. I just did a whole rewatch of the Flash, and you know those first few seasons uh, were cool as hell. I'm sorry, much, but they were much to discuss, uh, and also happy stuff. We got the Young Justice is back. Yeah. Uh, we got to talk about Doom Patrol. Uh, yeah. yeah, we got, we got, we got plenty of uh, good, good and bad <laughs> to talk about. So you know, you take the good, you take the bad, That's right. you take it all, and then you have the facts of life. That's right. So you can also watch that Facts of Life uh, live show they're doing, too, I guess. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. That's coming, whether you like it or not, I guess. You'll be there. They didn't ask. I'll be there. I'll watch it. I'll see. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, so that's it. That's where you can find me. Jim, where can people find you? Well, as Gerald said, every week on Nothing's On with him and Donnie, we talk about uh, entertainment news of the week and what we've been watching and all that good stuff. Also, uh, weekly on the Brandon Taylor show. Or, what? No, that's not right. 
the Brandon Peters show is late. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Brandon Peters show.com. Uh, you can check out the old space show where we go uh, week by week, episode by episode through space 1999. Uh, we just dropped an episode today where we find out that God dresses uh, w- like uh, you'd expect Ozymandias to do as if you ordered him from wish online. Uh, and you know, big sandals that he got from a Jesus Christ superstar uh, ensemble or something. But if you want to see what God looks like back in 1977 as he is in 1999 in outer space, then by all means, check that out and check out our podcast because that's what we learned this week. <laughs> the old space show, BrandonPetersShow.com. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We will be back next week or next week ish. Uh, to talk about both finales, um, one of them a finale, 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 and the other one just a mid-season finale for um, for fear. So, until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, catapults for all. <laughs> Don't let Strand be your babysitter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>